I am concerned though about the um, the tone because you're right. You know, certainly when we're emailing or texting, the tone gets lost. So I I would just put out a, a little bit of a caution that if you get a text or an email and you're not certain, that rather than jump to any conclusions, you know, you you put it out there as a question about I'm just not sure, you know, what you meant. This week on The Hitch Podcast, a wife writes in wondering how she can keep her marriage strong even though the husband travels a lot. Dr. Karen Sherman weighs in with many tips. Stay tuned. Great news. Our Napa wine deal has been continued. We will give you a free $48 bottle of Cab or Pinot just for subscribing to one of our clubs in the month of July 2013. Remember, the Hitch Wine Club is the only club created just for couples. We have wines for every price range, starting with our Puppy Love Wine Club, and you'll always get an amazing price. You get a free subscription to Touring and Tasting Magazine, information on the winery and wine you're about to drink, plus we provide exclusive date ideas so you and your spouse have interesting ways to connect over each month's shipment. The Hitched Wine Club also makes a great gift. Visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to take advantage of this fantastic deal. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I am doing great. Um, so for those tuning in for the first time, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years, uh, is an author, is a radio host, um, just a, an all-around... Um, uh, marriage pro. Uh, and today we're going to talk about traveling a spouse and how to deal with a traveling spouse. Um, so we had, we had a, a wife write in and uh, just basically said that uh, her husband is always on the road and she wants to know what she can do to keep their marriage strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess the first question I should ask is um, what are the common problems do you think which are associated with a traveling spouse? Well, the two that pop into my head uh, are number one, trust issues, mm. because you're not together. So it's got to be the kind of relationship where the couple trusts each other to be away from each other. Um, and the second one is that, you know, relationships are hard um, as far as making time for each other. And so obviously, if one of them is traveling, then that certainly adds an extra, you know, burden uh, to try to make time for each other. Uh huh. And you, I mean, you said the the trust is is one of the two. Uh, d- now I'm assuming that if there were trust issues in the past, this would just amplify the problem. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. But, but but what if there were no real trust issues in the past? You're just uncomfortable or what if it was one of those things where you may have had a, a parent who traveled a lot um and your parents got divorced or something like that does that does that kind of a thing play a role oh absolutely i remember a client years ago 
who had exactly that situation. Her father was never home. He traveled a lot. She had lots of abandonment issues. Now, in this case, it had nothing to do with another woman. It was just a lot of abandonment issues. Ah, okay. And when they came to see me, her husband was very, very supportive, um, really understood her sensitivities, uh, and really tried to work around them. And one day he called me in an absolute panic because his job um, was going to send him away for a week and then logistically wanted to put another um, week right next to it back to back. And he spent the entire day at work trying to figure out a way around it so that he wouldn't have to be gone two weeks. And there was literally nothing he could do. So he called to ask how he could present it to her. And he really did a great job. Didn't matter. It was such a trigger for her that she really just got so grabbed when he presented to her the fact that he was going to be gone so long. So if you've got issues from your past, whether it, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, if you haven't resolved them, you know, they're going to show up in your relationship. And so the trust doesn't necessarily have to be about affairs uh, or, or other people. It can just be about the sense of being left. And it doesn't even have to be what your spouse uh, is doing. It could be something that you just brought into this relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, to, to kind of help uh, with the, the, the lack of trust or abandonment or whatnot, um, what are some ways that uh, the spouse who's on the road or the one that's home, I suppose, uh, what are some ways that they can keep in touch Okay. Well, you know, whether there are issues or not, that's a challenge. So, you know, obviously we have um, all our wonderful technology today that helps. And this is one of the times that I love technology. So, you know, sending a simple text, uh, you know, during the day or a couple of times during the day, I'm thinking about you, you know, I love you, a smiley face, something helps people know that they're connected to each other. Um, Certainly in the evening, if you have iPhones, you know, to use FaceTime or, you know, to use Skype or something, Mm -hmm. that makes the distance a lot easier. My daughter, um, for the last five years, has lived in Australia. And because we use Skype, though obviously I can't hug her, it doesn't feel like she's that distant because I get to do a visual with her and, you know, I can, I can see her more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, those kinds of things are going to make it easier. Um, but, you know, um, there's, there's a whole bunch of other things I'd like to offer as well. Yeah, please, please okay. do. Okay. So, for instance, you can, have, um, you can have a date. Now, obviously, this is going to vary, Steve, depending on how much traveling is done. But yeah. you can actually have a date. While you're apart, okay, so you decide that you're going to watch the same movie at the same time, okay. Because if I'm lying in bed with my husband watching a movie, what's the difference if we're doing it, you know, while we're skyping together? You, so you probably get an extra pillow, okay, right? <laughs> That's right. But you know, but we can be watching the movie and we can be commenting to each other, and we can pause the movie and talk or whatever. So you could be watching a movie together. Or, um, you know, you can put on some music and, I mean, I know this is a little corny, but you could still be, you know, putting on some music and just, you know, talking to each other or 
you know, she can bring out some old pictures um, and be showing it to him and they could be discussing the trips they were on or planning a trip together or, you know, something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. I would say make sure that you plan your conversations for a certain time and be there. Make sure that you show up. And when you have your conversations, it should you know, there, there may be some business that you have to go through as far as the kids or bills or whatever, but the conversation should not be all about business. It should also be where you're spending some time, you know, just talking about missing each other and you're, you know, anticipating when you're going to be seeing each other again and making plans for when you're going to be seeing uh, each other again. Okay. Um, after you've had the visit with each other, um, then spend some time reminiscing about uh, the time that you had together and talking about how much fun it was, whatever. So that way, you know, you're, you're having those positive connections um, that are emotional and bringing the two of you together, not just, as I said, the business of the relationship. Okay. Now, is it, um, I guess, would it be appropriate to request that, you know, I, you know, could you text me, three times a day or is that just going a little overboard or is it an, a case by case basis? Well, you know, I think it's probably a case by case basis, but I think that, you know, if, if you can put it out there and say, it would really help me if I got, you know, a couple of texts from you during the day and, um, the other person, you know, I mean, if, if I say to the person, I need you to text me like once every hour, you yeah. know, the, person's going to say, look, that's, that's really not possible. Here's what's going on during my day, but I'm, I'm certainly glad to be in touch with you a couple times during the day. It may not be a phone call. It may just be a quick text or something. So at least you know that, you know, you feel connected to me or I'll leave you phone numbers where you can always get a hold of me for an emergency or whatever. You know, they've got to talk it out as far as what each of their needs are and be able to negotiate something that's going to work for both of them. Um, not only the spouse that's home, but also the one that's on the road and, you know, what, what the work needs are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now you brought up that you, your daughter is on Australia and you use um, Skype to communicate and see each other and you don't get the hugs, but we have all these really, really great communication tools now with technology. Um, but there are some mannerisms and ticks and things that we pick up, uh, pick up on when we're around our spouse. Um, are, are these things lost when we try to telecommute and telecommunicate like that? Well, you know, it depends. I mean, again, by having the visual, there are certain things that are going to, uh, you're still going to be able to grasp, but uh -huh. you know, yeah, some of it is going to be lost. Um, but there are some things that, um, if you work at it, you're going to have an advantage that maybe, um, because my husband doesn't travel that we don't have. So for instance, um, if you two agree that when we, um, you know, that we're going to speak at 9 p.m. at night and we're really going to be present for each other, um, come 9 o'clock at night, if my husband's pooped and I'm pooped, we're watching TV and we're not necessarily talking, mm -hmm. you know, and we're not present for each other. So there may be a greater effort that you put forward because you, you have to make use of that time. 
Mm. Uh, so you know you can you can turn it into a positive uh, experience. I would, it will depend on you know what you're willing to to put out there. Yeah, that is a great point because you're right because so many times even though we're spent we're physically next to each other that doesn't mean that we're engaged whereas this forces you to especially if you're staring at a computer screen having a face-to-face conversation it's going to be really hard for them to look away and watch the tv as they're having this conversation with you yeah let's hope so (laughs) yeah right yes um but you know the other thing about it is uh because of um some of the technology it may force you to uh beef up your communication skills in other ways um I know that I get texts from my wife and on on some occasions I think to myself like there's no way anybody else would know what she's talking about mm-hmm. or get the tone of that text message mm-hmm. uh, yeah. only if you knew her would you understand that and right. and so I feel like you know there's certain ways that you can strengthen your communication tools uh when you're using new ones like like texting and different things yeah um, yeah, and you know, Stephen, they they've actually proven that when couples have their own little language, it's um, more connecting. So I think that that's that's a really good point. Um, I am concerned though about the um, the tone because you're right. You know, certainly when we're emailing or texting, the tone gets lost. So I I would just put out a, a little bit of a caution that if you get a text or an email and you're not certain, that rather than jump to any conclusions, you know, you you put it out there as a question about I'm just not sure, you know, what you meant because very often, especially if you're in the middle of some kind of uh, pressure situation, you throw out a text quickly, and in the expedience of the moment, you don't, you know, say it as as carefully as you might want to, and then the person on the receiving end is like, you know, a little taken aback by the way it came through. Yeah, and you know, that is a really great point, because a lot of times people in a hurry, they'll say they'll they'll type out something very blunt and it wasn't meaning to be anything other than efficient (laughs) but you might think like well what's their problem but that's a that's a very excellent point um and you know we've been talking about um the spouse being away uh but what should the this couple do or couples in general do uh when they finally are together and they are in the same room well, when they finally get together, you want to make it a very nice experience. Um, there's nothing worse than being away, um, and then when they come back, you know, it's it's a negative experience. Um, the person who's home is is angry that you've been away, and I felt abandoned, or I felt you didn't give me enough, or you didn't meet my needs, and so they're complaining. And then the spouse is, you know, tired and exhausted from traveling because traveling is tiring. And I finally got home and all you're doing is, you know, complaining. What the heck did I come home for? Um, So you want to really try to make it as pleasant as possible. Um, Almost have it like little mini vacations. Now, um, probably in preparation of the homecoming, it would be good to talk about what is the weekend or what is the time together going to look like? You know, what's on the agenda? Mm-hmm. Are there things we have to take care of together? Are there business items? Are there uh, certain priorities with the kids? Are we going to have any time together? So that you set your expectations um, on the same wavelength um, so that, you know, uh, he walks, let's say he's the one that's traveling. He walks in the door and she's got, you know, 
uh, a list of things that needed to get done in the house that she's been waiting for. And he feels like, oh, my God, you know, I just walked in the house and, and you hit me with a list of things to do. Um, so I think that, again, if they just spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes talking about what that time together is going to look like, what they each need to have done uh, when they are together, it will go a lot smoother. But again, to try to make it as enjoyable as possible. And with the right mindset, a couple like that might actually have a benefit over those of us who see each other day after day after day, because it just, you could look at it as creating novelty, built-in novelty, which mm. really enhances a relationship. Yeah, that whole the heart grows fonder type yeah. thing. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And and I, I really also appreciate when you, you brought up the the setting expectations. And I know we've talked about it in the past of just the spouse going away to work at the and coming home at the end of the day, not like a long business trip or anything. Um, you know, not bombarding them as soon as they walk through the door with you you know, Take care of this and do that and do this, giving them some time and some space to to walk through the door and put their things yeah. down. And yeah, that's a real difficult, you know, shifting of gears on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like the the one who's been home is like sort of waiting and waiting for the spouse to come in and and now charges with a million things that are on that person's mind. And meanwhile, the person who's coming home has been at work and needs to downshift to come into the home environment. And I sort of think that the person coming home needs to take a few minutes before they actually enter the door to sort of de-stress and take a couple of breaths and sort of shift gears. And the person, as you said, who's in the house should just sort of give that person a little downtime um, and, you know, just do some good hugging and, you know, welcoming for both of them um, before you get into, okay, you know, now let's get to the home environment and what's happening here. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with the uh, either of them saying like, you know, when I come home, would you mind giving me 10 minutes <laughs> right. to unpack before you mention any of the chores or duties or right kids or anything like that, uh, you know, being, being just straightforward like that could really solve a lot of problems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do, do you have anything else for this, um, wife who just wants to keep their marriage strong while the husband, uh, is a frequent traveler for work? Um, I think that she can put little notes in his surprises, in his suitcases, mm. Um, you know, so that he knows that he's being thought of. I think that both of them should be mindful of appreciating each other. Um, it can be a stressful kind of living arrangement. So I think that they both should appreciate what the other one is doing. Um, if she's the one who's really um, solely responsible, you know, without getting any help with the kids and everything, I think that he's got to be uh, very mindful of, validating and letting her know that it's hard. Uh, a lot of guys um, don't realize how difficult it is for women to be the ones at home taking care of the kids until they're left home alone for a weekend with the kids. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's probably um, a good idea for both of them to be appreciative of that. Um, I think in general, you know, the more that couples can be aware of letting each other know how much they appreciate one another, it's good for marriages. And as I often say, and I know a lot of other relationship experts um, agree with this, 
it's the little things that you do in a relationship that make the big difference. Mm. So like the perfect example would be just leaving those little notes, as you mentioned, or sending little text messages throughout the day yeah. that, that add up over time. Right. Right. Yeah. The big gestures are like, you know, very often they're more um, placating or they're seen as, you know, oh, it's, you know, makeup kind of stuff. It's really the little things that are going to are going to matter much more. Okay. perfect. You know what? We will we will stop right there. And if you uh, for the wife who wrote in, if you have any further questions or any specifics that you would like to ask, um, we're actually we posted a um, a new email address we created for the podcast podcast at hitchmag.com and uh there's a button on our podcast page where you can uh, submit your own questions there so feel free to do so um but that's going to do it for us this week so thank you so much for your time karen oh thank you steve for having me on uh and before you go i want to remind everyone you have been listening to dr karen sherman uh who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years uh, as I mentioned at the top, she has her own radio show uh, called Empowered Relationships. It's on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Uh, she has a new program out for couples uh, from Fight to Foreplay, and you can get more information at the website from fighttoforeplay.com. It's all spelled out. And if you go today, you can get a free CD, so be sure to check that out. Uh, you can also get all this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Uh, we have uh, all this on our website, uh, hitchedmag.com, and be sure to click that experts link to, to see it all there. Um, and of course, we're on all the social networks uh, Facebook, Twitter, Google, um, as Karen is as well. So feel free to, to shoot us a message or question there if you have anything for us, and we'd be happy to answer it for you. So, one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Take care. Okay, you too. Take care, everybody. Bye.